I'm Bobby Bird with Bird Farms in Plainview, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello Texas, hope you are managing to stay cool in all of this heat, so jump on in with me. I've got the AC running. All you've got to do is buckle up and hang on as we take a ride around the Lone Star State to cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, the latest crop ratings are out and they obviously don't look very good, but rice and peanuts seem to have the best crop ratings here in Texas. We'll have more on that coming up to kick off today's show. My name's Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the piney woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. As herd liquidation continues at high levels, the number of feeder cattle still out there is rapidly dwindling and those tighter supplies are a concern for feed yard operators. I'm James Hunt and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. Farmers, ranchers, and others who work outdoors in the Texas excessive heat this summer need to stay hydrated, drinking plenty of water. I'm Tom Nicoletti and this medical advice, along with the clothing that's best to wear in triple digit temperatures, just ahead on Texas Ag Today. James Duncan and Marshall, new ventures in production in East Texas are paying off. Hey, matters are still dry, cattle market, we don't know. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. The ongoing drought and triple-digit temperatures are taking a toll on Texas crops, but rice and peanuts seem to be doing the best at coping with this brutal summer. The latest Texas Crop Progress and Condition Report shows the Texas rice crop rated 43% good to excellent, 56% fair, and only 1% poor to very poor. Of course, geography has a lot to do with that since all of our rice is grown in southeast Texas on the Gulf Coast. But Texas peanuts are grown in several areas of the state, and the condition ratings for that crop look pretty good, with 27% rated good to excellent, 58% fair, and 15% poor to very poor. However, one Texas peanut farmer says those numbers may not quite be up to date. J.R. Cud grows peanuts south of Lubbock. Well, in our area, usually about this four to five county area, usually grows about, I would say, probably 80% of the peanuts that are grown in Texas. And um, there's a portion of them grown in that Wellington area up in there. But most of, probably 80% of them are grown, 75, 80% are right here in these four counties here. And uh, I would say, 
man, it looks terrible right now. We've actually had some guys take them out for insurance. This is the first year I've ever seen peanuts taken out for insurance like this year because of the poor stands, and it does look terrible in our area. Cud says he hasn't given up on any of his peanut fields yet, but he will if he doesn't get any rain by the middle of August. A huge number of Texas cotton fields will be abandoned this year due to drought. Ag economist Darren Hudson holds the Combest Endowed Chair of Ag Competitiveness at Texas Tech. He says the Southern Plains dryland cotton crop is done for. Uh, yeah, for all intents and purposes, the, the dryland crop is gone. And on top of that, you know, the, the irrigated crop, there's a significant portion of it that if it hasn't already been plowed up, it's probably going to be plowed up pretty soon. Uh, just no rainfall help at all. And for those that had, you know, had deep water, or good water, they, you know, they, there's, there are stands out there that look really good, but, uh, yeah, you know, that is sparse and and getting worse by the day. Of course, you know, 100 degree temperatures is not helping matters. And Hudson estimates 20 to 30 percent of the irrigated cotton crop has already been abandoned in the Texas Southern Plains. As herd liquidation continues at high levels, the number of available feeder cattle is getting smaller. James Hunt says that has some Texas High Plains feedlots concerned. With a huge influx of cattle coming in from ranches, inventory levels are jumping in our state's feed yards, most of which are located in the Texas Panhandle. Brady Miller of Texas Cattle Feeders Association says TCFA estimates that the number of cattle on feed in Texas is up by 3% from a year ago. Cattle have been coming to town here for the last two or three months because of the drought. I think that is going to pick up even more so as we're seeing more drought conditions in the East Texas, South Texas area, and even in the Panhandle. I mean, yes, we've had some moisture here in the Panhandle, but it's been pretty spotty. For the most part, the Panhandle is still considered in a severe drought. Unfortunately, while the feed yards are seeing their head counts climb, making a profit isn't getting easier. Miller says on a cash basis, Texas feed yards are currently losing about $50 to $100 per head. And even though grain prices have gotten a little cheaper lately, Miller says cash market losses for feed yards are projected to get much steeper in the months to come as the ongoing ranch herd liquidation is already creating supply issues that are driving up the cost of feeder cattle. And it's going to continue to increase and get higher as we continue to harvest our, what I call the factory. I mean, our factory is the cow-calf entity out there and as those guys continue to have to haul cows to town that number of animals out there for replacement is going to get pretty short and get pretty tight so yeah corn has dropped it has helped us and as an example the future break-evens is going to be down i would guess somewhere around 20 cents because of that but then you add in all the other inflationary costs some due to economy some due to drought and it still puts you at about a 150 to 200 dollar loss on a cash basis I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Staying hydrated is vital in these triple-digit temperatures. Tom Nicoletti has more. Farmers, ranchers, and other people who frequently work outdoors in rural and urban areas need to use common sense when doing so in the excessive Texas temperatures this summer of over 100 degrees, plus even higher heat indexes. Here is Waco physician Dr. James Sharp. 
So, doctor, what do people need to do to avoid uh, any type of heat stress? Hydration is very important. Being physically fit or slowly increasing your exercise levels so that you're improving your physical fitness helps a lot. You know, one thing that gets people in trouble, a very muscular person actually has a large body mass to the skin surface area, and that decreases their ability to dissipate the heat. Certainly, if you're overweight, that contributes too, but you need to be very careful if you've had a recent illness, had a fever due to a bacterial or a viral illness that makes you more prone to dehydration and heat exhaustion. Some medications can be a problem, especially your water pills. A lot of your blood pressure medications can cause a problem. Let's talk about how people should dress uh, for uh, the hot uh, temperatures, the the, the uh, blazing sun. Farmers and ranchers are outdoors all the time working. Uh, what should they do to uh, minimize uh, any type of heat stress? So for sunburns specifically, Using a strong sunscreen is going to help. Wearing light clothing, even wearing long sleeves in the summer, but very light uh, material is helpful. It, it will hold a little bit of the moisture near the skin, but also keeps the sun off of the skin. And then a wide-brimmed hat. That medical advice from Waco physician Dr. James Sharp. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The drought continues in East Texas. James Duncan has an update from Marshall. In East Texas this week, we're still suffering from no rain, heat, and most of the state is already. We know that, but we're looking for a silver lining in everything we do when it's involved with agriculture. We do have a producer this year trying elderberries. Now, this is a crop that grows wild here in East Texas, but it's so sparse and scattered, you can't get a real good production tonnage out of it because the blackbirds will beat you to them if you're not real careful you have to really pay attention but our producer that's trying it he's got enough on his acreage that he's feeding the blackberry uh, blackbirds also so we're going to have enough here to have some production now we think this will take the place of some of the crops that we can't get readily like muscadines because we have to have a little bit more moisture than what we've got here in a different soil type With the elderberries, we can grow it in our sandy soil with drip irrigation, and it seems to be working very well. hope that it does anyway for this producer. We'll keep an eye on it and let you know how that goes. They tried wine production here in the East Texas area. It worked very well. Maybe the elderberries will fit right in in a production area also. Large cattle runs at the sale barns everywhere. I know you know that. But this is going to be good for our beef production in East Texas in the days ahead or years ahead, I might say. But we're going to have herd sell-offs even more in the near future here in the area, seems to me like. Producers are putting the pencil to winter costs already to make sure that they got enough to carry them through and to then see where they need to go as far as herd numbers are concerned. This is James Duncan reporting from East Texas for Texas Ag Today. Texas landowners interested in wildlife habitat management still have time to sign up for the Managed Lands Deer program. I'm Jessica Domel, and I'll have more coming up on Texas Ag Today. And prussic acid has caused several cattle deaths in Oklahoma. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next right here on Texas Ag Today. 
Texas youth can expect the best in life by holding themselves to the highest standards. And the Texas Farm Bureau can help students put together the pieces that make up a successful leader. Through our Student Success Series, students in 8th through 12th grade can learn more about leadership, networking, and personal professionalism. Registration for Student Success Series is open now. Find out more information at texasfarmbureau.org. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Prussic acid has caused several cattle deaths in Oklahoma. So Dr. Bob Judd says we should keep a lookout for that same problem here in Texas. With the drought in Texas, many plants are very stressed, and this can cause the plants to build up prussic acid. Sorghums, including Johnson grass, are the most common plants to build up prussic acid. And it is not only drought-stressed plants, but stressed plants that suddenly start growing after a rain. We have recently had a little rain after a long drought in central Texas, and this sets our cattle up as prime targets for prussic acid poisoning. This is most common when you turn your cattle into a new pasture, as cattle that have been in a pasture with some prussic acid buildup can build up a tolerance to it to some degree. Cattle that are just turned into a new pasture are not acclimated to the poison and will develop symptoms when they ingest even small amounts of the toxin. Dr. Rosalind Biggs from Oklahoma State indicates that prussic acid forms when harmless hydrocyanic glycoside in plants are stressed and break down. Once the plant is damaged, the glycosides convert to prussic acid. When ingested by the cow, the prussic acid is released and enters the bloodstream quickly. Prussic acid prevents the red blood cells from taking up oxygen, and the blood becomes bright cherry red. Clinical signs include excitement, muscle tremors, increased respiratory rate, excessive salivation, staggering convulsions, and usually death. The cattle can be treated, but most cattle die before treatment can be accomplished. To avoid this issue, test your pastures for prussic acid before turning your cows in. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Texas landowners still have time to sign up for the Texas Managed Lands Deer Program. Jessica Domel tells how in today's wildlife report. Texas landowners have a few more weeks to sign up for the program that allows an extended deer hunting season and site-specific bag limits. It is called the Managed Lands Deer Program, and it's designed to foster and support sound management and stewardship of native wildlife and wildlife habitats on private lands in Texas. MLDP has two options for landowners. One is the conservation option. The other is the harvest option. Enrollment for the conservation option is closed for the year, but landowners have until September 1st to apply for the harvest option. Alan Kane, Whitetail Deer Program Leader for the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, says both options give landowners specialized deer harvest recommendations and tag issuance. The harvest option, like I said, it's just an automated do-it-yourself. Our system creates a harvest rate for that season. That's it. There's no adjusting it. We base that off our regulatory survey data, some general habitat information for those particular areas where that property is located. The harvest option does not require landowners to complete habitat management practices, submit deer population data, or work with a TPWD wildlife biologist. The conservation option does require those things. 
For the harvest option, cost is $30 per management unit for a standalone property and $30 for an aggregate site. Enrollment lasts for a full year. Landowners can apply for the voluntary program via the Land Management Assistance Program on the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department website. Simply search Land Management Assistance on the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department website. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. The cattle complex moved in opposite directions on Wednesday, with live cattle finishing higher while the feeder cattle market dropped lower. We'll look at all of Wednesday's livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. This is Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. I've spent the past 30 years covering Texas agriculture, so I know how stressful farming and ranching can be. Things like the economy, finances, and the weather increase our stress levels and can leave us feeling defeated. That's where the Texas Agri Stress Helpline comes in. Write this number down, area code 833-897-2474. That's 833-897-2474. If you cannot write it down right now, just remember you can go to farmlifehelp.com. That's farmlifehelp.com. Even the toughest people need help sometimes. Don't wait. Call today. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. A mixed trade in the cattle complex on Wednesday with live cattle moving higher while the feeder cattle market closed lower. August live cattle up 2 cents, closing at 135.75. The October up 22, 141.32. December live cattle up 7, 146.82. Red ink in the feeder cattle trade on Wednesday with August feeder cattle down 92 cents, 177.82. September down 82 cents at 180.97. October feeder cattle down 82 cents, 183.75. Cash fed cattle trade still slow this week, but we did see some light trade on Wednesday here in Texas. Most of those cattle sold at 136. That's steady to slightly higher compared to last week's weighted average. We had the online fed cattle exchange on Wednesday. Only one lot of cattle sold. Those were Texas cattle, but they were at a lower price. 114 heads sold at 133.50. Boxed beef prices lower Wednesday. Choice down a dollar 34 at 271.23. Select down 43 cents to 43.30. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. When you hear cattle in the alleyway, it's time to talk to Riley Rhodes. I enjoy going down there to Three Rivers every chance I get to get cattle bought. Riley, how'd they get bought on Monday? I went pretty good, Larry. Market a little cheaper all the way around. Cow-calf paired, brought anywhere from seven and a quarter to twelve fifty. Uh, bred cows from six fifty to ten fifty. Packer cows sixty six to seventy four on your high yielding cows. Fifty six to sixty two on your breakers. Twenty two to forty eight on your canners. The high yielding packer bulls eighty six to ninety two. Low to medium uh, packer bull. Low to medium yielding packer bulls sixty four to eighty six. Your two to three weight choice steers one seventy to one ninety two. Heifer mates one forty two to one sixty four. Two to four weight choice steers one seventy two to one eighty eight. Heifer mates 
142 to 162. Four to five weight choice steers, 168 to 192. Heifer mates, 140 to 156. Five to six weight choice steers, 156 to 178. And heifer mates, 132 to 150. Six to seven weight choice steers, 144 to 164. Heifer mates, 130 to 142. And seven to eight weight cattle, your choice steers, 128 to 148. And the heifers, 124 to 140. So the bigger cattle, yearling type cattle, uh, not many, not as many of those around. Uh, they kind of sold steady to maybe a little higher. I quoted the lightweight cows, so five to seven cheaper. Um, and then the cows, like we talked, probably eight to 10 lower. But that's just mainly due to the, you know, the volume around and the dry weather. And, and in the middle of the summertime, the heat is kind of a hard place to uh, place any of these smaller cattle. But uh, did end up with 1,554 head today. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you for next week's sale, Riley. 361-786-2553 is the office. 361-813-6650 is the cell. LiveOakLivestock.com is the web. We appreciate it, Riley. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. Bye-bye. Neighbor, that's it for Walking the Pins. We appreciate you listening. I'll put another one together tomorrow and put it right here on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Good day to you. Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market now. We're lean hogs. We're sharply higher on Wednesday. August hogs up 205 at 114.87. The October up $1.52. 96.02. Class 3 milk was higher. July milk up a penny, 22.55 a hundredweight, while August milk was up 19 cents at 20.65 a hundred. The cotton market managed to close slightly higher. Looks like traders are finally getting word here from Texas that we are hot, dry, and the cotton crop is in trouble. That helped to support our prices on Wednesday with October cotton up 18 points, $1.38. December up 43 points at 92.81. The corn market slightly lower. September corn off five and a half, five ninety-two and a quarter. December corn down five and a quarter at five ninety a bushel. A mixed rate in the wheat market on Wednesday. September Kansas City wheat up one and a quarter, eight seventy and a half. September Chicago wheat up seven and a quarter at eight nineteen and a half. In the energy markets, August natural gas up sixty four cents at seven ninety one. August crude oil down a dollar sixty one one hundred two sixty one a barrel. The financial markets slightly higher Wednesday afternoon. The Dow up fifty points thirty one thousand eight seventy seven. The Nasdaq up one hundred eighty three at eleven thousand eight ninety six. The S&P up 22 points, 3,959. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. My name's Kerry Martin. Hope to see you back here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state on the planet, Texas agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.